I feel like I'm actually doing something for the community. So this has been a really good learning experience for me as a medic and as an airman. I'm Sergeant Williams with the 165th Public Affairs Office coming to you with Why We Serve. And today we're meeting with Airman First Class Christian Sachero, who is an Air Force uh, medical technician at the 165th Airlift Wing. How are you today? I'm doing good. Thank you. How about yourself? Pretty good. Um, so tell me a little bit about your involvement in the COVID-19 response. Okay, so I am a part of the Coronavirus Task Force. Um, I am going around. Now I am on a testing site in Albany, Georgia. Uh, before I was providing assistance at the uh, Macon Medical Center, uh, providing screening for the paramedics before they came on shift, restocking the ambulances, and going on calls if needed. Uh, in Albany, I'm working in Phoebe Putney Memorial Hospital in the ICUs and various wards. And now we have moved to the testing phase. So I am now helping running on one of the testing sites with the Army National Guard and other Air Force National Guard, the 116th. So it sounds like you're getting a little bit of variety uh, with what you're doing so far. Um, so you started out with the ambulances, is that right? Yes, ma'am, that is right. And what did that kind of look like for you, like day-to-day -day operations? So we generally come in about 6 o'clock. Me and uh, Staff Sergeant uh, Bradley, she is another medic. Uh, we both work different shifts. We were originally on a team in Savannah to go to Memorial Hospital, but were recast. Uh, they needed two volunteers to go to Macon, Georgia. We didn't really know what we were signing up for, so we went and we got there. And we originally got briefed, and we were just supposed to be there to start screening the paramedics when they came into work to make sure and you know do a little bit of infection control around the paramedic office and then it morphed into all right let's restock the trucks now okay let's decon the trucks and then it was okay we're getting swamped with covid calls can you ride the ambulance because we're also certified emt so we're allowed to do that that's that's really cool so what was it like going out with the ambulances were you in uniform like were people surprised to see you what was that like at first, I was a little worried because uh, a few individuals had actually stopped us on calls and asked us if we were instituting martial law. That was not what was happening. We were there for medical support. Um, it was actually, at first, I, I hadn't been exposed to anybody who had COVID. So, you know, for each call, we had to pack these COVID response bags, you know, a gown, a suit, a mask, gloves, all of that. And it was a little scary. Um, we had a few patients, coronavirus trauma patients. So it wasn't just COVID. There was also a wide array of medical problems, but most of it was COVID. When you got the phone call, how did this all kind of transpire? Like, what, what was it like from day one when you got the phone call? So we were, we were asked if anybody was willing to volunteer to go on a, a medical task force probably a month before the outbreak happened. They, got, they gave us the phone call to go to Macon, and we didn't really know what we were signing up for other than to go help the ambulance crew. Right. But... It was very coordinated. Everything has been extremely, extremely planned and coordinated across the guard board. I mean, the, the chains of communication have been really well with how much is actually happening in such a short amount of time. Okay. Now, the folks that were afraid of martial law, did they? Did you kind of get to explain to them wh why you guys were here? Did they have, like, a change in perception or anything? 
Yes, they it went from, oh, you're not here to to hurt or, you know, make us do something that we don't want to do to, okay, can you help us with this? Okay. Or we have somebody who has we have this question like, um, I want to get tested. What can I go do? Well, here's this flyer. If you read this phone number, call this number, you, you can schedule an appointment, you know, okay. so a lot of education. Wow, that is that is crazy. And then did you get some people that were excited to see you guys, too? I've not seen so much help from the community. I mean, everywhere I went, I've been to two different locations now, and everywhere the community has just done amazing. We had one time this these these kindergarten kids gave us a bunch of cards. I mean, it's donating food. I don't think I've bought food one time that I've been in 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 a shift or at the hospital. I mean, the community has been amazing. That must be very humbling. Oh, <laughs> it yeah. I mean, I you know people, I didn't really. Before in the guard, I didn't really thought I'd I'd really serve my keep, but now I feel like I'm actually doing something for the community. So this has been a really good learning experience for me as a medic and as an airman. Now, what does it mean to you to be serving your communities in the way that you are right now in this response? Well, a lot of people are afraid right now, so I it I feel very very fortunate to be able to say, hey, I'll be the person to go out there and spread some information and do some testing and because. Whenever people know that they don't have the virus, they might can go back to work if they want to mm-hmm. or, you know, just go around their family. Say they're a doctor and they aren't able to go around their family every day, but they can get tested and then they can go around their family if they're not positive. So okay. it's been really it's been really good to, to just bring relief to people. I like that. And now what does your family think about all of this? Were they nervous? Uh, I mean, I'm sure they had to have had some reservations. Yes, my my family's actually um my mom has been taking care of people her whole life from my grandma to me to my cousin and you know I kind of I kind of just took after her with when it came to taking care of people. They were scared, but um I've I've had extraordinary training from from the med group. I mean, it's really hard to prepare for something like this, but everywhere I've went, we, we we've been up to date with all you know infectious disease control and. We've been really good on supplies of masks, gowns, and gloves, and we've been really safe. So as long as I've been safe, my family's been okay. Okay. And what would you say has been one of their most memorable experiences through this so far? <sighs> hmm. Oh, wow. Uh, probably most memorable experience. Uh, I had an, I had one patient that was in the, that the ICU and um, – completely sedated, almost medically induced coma. And I was able to go in there, you know, just provide some care and, you know, just be with them. And I, I'm not, people really don't know if they can hear you or if you're talking to them, but just being able to be with them in that moment, whenever they're most vulnerable, that's really, that's really something that a lot of people don't get the privilege of doing. So I'm very glad that I get the opportunity to do that. Now, what is it that drew you to the Air National Guard in the beginning? So I actually was, was looking for a way to pay for college. I want to be a physician assistant. At the time, I just wanted to go into the medical field, and I really didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm. But I had an individual at my church who uh, referred me to a recruiter, and I started talking to him. I said, hey, I want to, I want to go into the medical field. Uh, is there anything you got for me? And they had a medic slot open. I said, well, maybe this will give me a good well-rounding of the guard. And it really has. And I've seen 
I worked in a level one trauma center in San Antonio. I worked at a level two trauma center in uh, Peace Air Force Base, Mississippi. And now I'm doing the coronavirus response. So the medical experience I've gotten that I can bring to the civilian world is it's unmatched. I mean, I've had so much training and experience that I wouldn't have been able to get otherwise. So the guard really was my route to college and to getting to my end goal of being a PA. That sounds like incredible experience. How long have you been in? Uh, I've only been in since 2017. So, I, and I recently, I'm, I'm relatively new back to the unit. I got out of tech school in really June of 20, what was that? June of 2019. So I'm still relatively extremely new to the unit, but I've seen a lot of stuff in my short amount of time. Sounds like it. Oh my goodness. Now, what does all yeah. of this bring to, um, your Air Force training as well? <sighs> I had no idea there was so much with infection control and, you know, healthcare because we have to have so many hours a year as EMTs or as medics in the Air Force to maintain our certifications. So this has fulfilled that and exceeded that. And this is really going to help my EPR. That's so. awesome. <laughs> okay. So you went from working in the ambulance trucks to working in ICU. Mm -hmm. What yep. was it like working in an ICU? It was in, in the beginning, it was very, I was, I was nervous because we have, there's a very large patient load, but as I got to go along and I started getting introduced to the nurses who regularly worked the floors and the doctors and the PAs and the medical team, they really accepted us. And, and some of them are really good about teaching and showing us stuff that we might not learn before. So That's it's, awesome. it's been a learning experience, but the civilian side has been very, very integrative with us and they've shown us a lot. I've been very appreciative that they've been able to teach me so much. Wow. That's incredible. Now, now you're working at the testing sites. What does that look mm -hmm. like? So we have a few different ways that you can register online. There is, I'm not sure the link, but it's being, uh, the tests are being uh, ran by the University of Augusta. And then the Army is providing, or the Army National Guard is providing the logistics portion, you know, the, the tents, the the traffic movement, um, police are providing security, and us specifically, the medics, and we have a PA occasionally, we have a nurse practitioner who works with us as well, and we're the ones who are actually doing the test. You register, you come up, you park your car, we explain the procedure, do a quick nose swab, last about 10 seconds in each nostril, take it out, you know, pack up the test, and you drive away. Uh, the lines can get a little long, but it's actually an extremely expedited process. It doesn't take that long, and it's of no cost to you, so I encourage everybody to go. Okay, and what is what is it kind of like uh, meeting with the, the people that are waiting to be tested? Are they um, are they also surprised to see you guys, or what, what is that like? It's, it's more of, okay, so where's the doctors and nurses? Well, we actually are, but we're also in uniform. And generally, <laughs> we're in full Tyvek suits, so you can't see our faces or – our, our expressions and we're in, you know, like full face shield. So we have to really talk to them and explain because some people are really scared and some are very, you know, uh, some, some are very headstrong with it. And, you know, you just got to make people comfortable. Okay. Now, what are you doing for your civilian work? Are you in school? I am a full-time student and I work full-time at a golf course. So okay. it's a very different change of scenery. Okay. Now, are you still maintaining your schoolwork while you're, um, providing the, the relief for the coronavirus? Yes, that has been the most difficult part. It's actually, uh, it's got to be finals week. So trying to keep school going at the same time as, as, you know, keeping up with, you know, the wards and 
you know, various testing sites. It's been it's been hard, but it's it's been very manageable. So that's been very good. They've been very flexible. I'll work. I don't mind working a different shift than I normally would if it means that I could tune into a class, which has been really good for that. What has it been like to um, have you been working with? Because I'm assuming you're still relatively new to the unit, so you're kind of getting familiar with people. Are you still with Sergeant Bradley, or did you guys get split up? Yes. It has been me and Sergeant Bradley since Savannah. We were in Macon together, and now we're here. Okay. So it's been, a, it's been, you know, you do one weekend a month, and you think you get to know people. But there, there is also Sergeant Bruce from Public Health. Uh, we also have Mass Sergeant Scott, who is, our, who is in the med group. She's our, our full-time technician. And I've really been getting to know them as well. You know, it's 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 one thing going from one weekend a month, but going from an everyday working task force, it's it's a completely different thing. It's been really good for, I'd say, getting to know each other and working together. Okay, so would you say that this has really built up the camaraderie between you and your uh, teammates? Absolutely. The med group has never been so active, and you know, feel like we're really involved. Normally. People just know us as, oh, no, it's time to go to medical and get shots, or <laughs> it's mass PHA time. Oh, God, help us. But now it's, okay, you know, the med group is here to help. Like, you, know, you guys that, are on the front lines. <laughs> I, yeah, if you would have told me I would have been doing this whenever I signed my contract, I would have been like, me? No way. And here we are. So That's incredible. I'm so humbled by hearing your story, and thank you so much for what you're doing. Um, is there anything you'd like to add before we go? Um, just whenever you see your family and your friends, just wash your hands. And, uh, if you see somebody who's in scrubs or, you know, just looks like they, they got off shift, just, you know, just a quick little thank you. It's very hard because some, because some of these people don't get to see their families for weeks or they have to stay on separate sides of the house. And it's really tough. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's hard to see all the stuff, to see suffering, but it's just a little bit of, of gratitude to thank you. Or here's a mask I made you. It, it really, it, it really brings up the, the, the morale. Oh, well, thank you again for talking with me. And thank you so much for what you're doing. And uh, I just want to thank all of our first responders. And, and yeah, it's, it's incredible what you guys are doing. Appreciate it. Thank you for the support. Thank you for joining us for Why We Serve, the official podcast for the 165th Airlift Wing. Any mention of outside entities is not an endorsement of the DOD, U.S. Air Force, or the Air National Guard. Be sure to tune in at anywhere you can download podcasts. Well, stay safe and um, let me know if you need anything. And uh, yeah, thank you. Will do. Keep keep your hands washed. Oh, if you want a good title, the name of our our team down here, we've called ourselves the Covengers. Covengers? I like that. I like There's that. that. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> I like that. Very cool. <laughs>